I just realized that my audio won't pick it up either, so I don't know why I played it. I'm going to have to put it in afterward. So hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Welcome. <laughs> oh, boy. It's one of those. It's going to be one of those episodes, folks. Welcome to the Is This Love podcast, <laughs> where we discuss and talk about the weird and wonderful world of love and relationships. I am Francis, a.k.a. The Other Guy, and with me, as always, is Miss Sarah Nade. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Francis. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's Memorial Day. It's a three-day weekend. It is. Uh, Instead of us barbecuing and putting stuff on a grill, we're talking into a microphone. We are. It's actually kind of soggy over here, so not a lot of barbecues. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Today, parks were full. There were just tons of people at parks. I went out to do some grocery shopping today, and people were out and about excited to celebrate uh, today and uh, in remembrance of our fallen veterans. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a somber day, but also a day to kind of uh, enjoy the beginning of summer, essentially, right? Like, that's pretty much... Mar- this kind of marks the beginning of summer, and we're going to get into the yeah. hot season. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, exciting, I guess. I- I'm not a fan of summer. I hate heat. <laughs> <laughs> I am in the wrong state because I do not like to be hot, yet here I am in Southern California allowing myself oh. to be as hot as possible. <laughs> yeah, it gets hot down there. It does, yeah. But luckily... We don't have to worry about it because we have heat wave and energy crises everywhere and a drought here in California. So, woo! All oh. that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, beside that, how is everything else going <laughs> on your end? <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's um, going to get a little bit nicer this week. I think we don't usually have, like, consistently super nice hot weather until usually after the 4th of July. But Mm. yeah, with all the weather and wonderful climate stuff happening, we had a big heat wave up here in the Northwest last summer in June. So yeah, things are changing. Things are changing. And also with the summer though, and with all the heat is the excuse to go to movie theaters and watch the big blockbuster (laughs) films. And I don't know if that's something you do at all. I'm still a little bit like paranoid about just like <laughs> sitting in an enclosed space with sure. everyone just breathing. <laughs> I can't believe that's like a thing you think about now, but uh, right. you know, I mean, coming yeah. in and out of stores is like feels different for some reason. No, I, I understand. I've been doing it for a while, so it's a little different for me. I've been I've been in crowded areas and, and in I went to a convention a few weeks ago where you know masks weren't required, so people were breathing on each other everywhere, um, and I didn't get any con crud, which is something I normally don't get. I, I have a weirdly re- I have a weirdly good immune system. I don't get sick that often. Knock on wood, but I went to the movie theaters uh, over mm-hmm. the weekend. I saw the big the big hit. The the Tom Cruise epic, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, how was it? Uh, ev- well, so I thought it was going to be terrible because it, it, it the first Top Gun. Okay, have you seen Top Gun? Have you seen the first Top Gun? <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, I'm not even 100 percent sure that I've seen the whole <laughs> thing in order in one sitting, but like. I've definitely seen lots of parts of it when I was little. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Top Gun is a very 
it's an interesting movie in the sense it's, it's it's an action movie of the 80s and they upgraded it for the 2022s i guess and it was very i loved it i thought it was very entertaining a lot of fun um but mostly what i got out of it was Everyone went out to the movies. I was in a packed theater. I was elbow to elbow, which I hate. I, I oh my god! I love the days of of kind of not post COVID in the sense of people were able to go back to these things, but people were still too scared to go into movie theaters. I miss those days <laughs> because then I had room. I could lay out. Yeah. I could like I could lay down on three chairs and be like perfectly fine and like nobody cared. Uh, not that I did that or anything. But now everyone is like, yes, let's go back to the movies. And so everyone back to the mm-hmm. movies. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm elbow to elbow with people. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like the COVID part that I'm worried about. It's just like, oh, I got it. I got it. Like people. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really more my like uh, my my hang up is is just being around people. So. Anyway, <laughs> well, for me, yeah, and then added to that, like intense germophobia. It does sure. sound really horrible hearing you describe it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a good time. I loved it, uh, but I, I'm in the sense of I got like what I like about the so the the bad side is yeah, you're surrounded by people. The good side is for me personally, and nobody else seems <laughs> to get this, is you get the energy of the crowd. So if you're in a good movie where it's mm. funny or it's or it's it's powerful or energetic or exciting, everyone gets excited. Everyone starts cheering or laughing or whatever, and you get into it. And it's like it improves the exper- the movie going experience. But yeah, you have people. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. It is kind of fun to like have that whole room full of people in the same all the same moods at the same time with how the movies twisting and twisting and turning and it makes it a lot more exciting but i haven't done it in a long time yeah and there's no rush really this stuff goes to streaming pretty quickly i mean i you know i don't i don't see a reason i i personally just like going you know because i did that during my 10 years of being single and and not being around people i spent those 10 years going to movies alone a lot and so I I watched a movie every week for pretty much that whole ten years uh, for the most part, and I yeah that was like how I communed with other people was that's like oh I mean I don't know who any of you guys are but we're doing something together and that's kind of cool anyway excuse me while I open this this nitro Pepsi draft cola um. <laughs> So I, I, I'm, I'm getting my groceries. I'm like, oh, what is this? Why is this thing by itself? And I look at it. It's like draft cola. Nitro. What does that mean? So uh, co- apparently it's a smooth, creamy, easy to drink uh, Pepsi where you can pour hard and drink easy. I guess it's like a beer, but in soda form. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. It's really strange. It's even in a tall can, like a beer. Um <laughs> It says, chill can, pour hard, admire, and enjoy. Uh, I'm not going to put it into a glass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sip it from the source. But let's see if it has that satisfying – because it's nitrous. So I'm, saying, I'm curious if it has that satisfying hiss that comes with these drinks. So let's see here. Ooh. Whoa. Oh, jeez. A few moments later. So I just opened the can. during. Once I said nitrous, I opened the can. And uh, essentially – poured soda all over my 
like, let's see if it has that sound. And it recorded the sound of the, you know, the 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 because nitrous has a weird sound when you open a can of uh, of nitrous uh, uh, beverages. And it had that sizzle and that that pop and everything, and then it proceeded to overflow, <laughs> and oh my god, and erupt everywhere. In which I have like a nest of wires down here, and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead and pour all over my uh, oh my, my wires here, all over my oh. surge protector. Yeah, just 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 drown it in soda. That's cool. So oh gosh, that's okay. Well, uh, it's sorry, all clean. it's all clean though. Will, okay, y'all good? I'm good. The worst part is, you know, I'm, I'm anticipating, you know, deliciousness and flavor, and it just tastes like flat soda. <laughs> like it, it, really? Yeah. Oh, that is disappointing after all that buildup. Yeah. Like, it's not as carbonated. It tastes like it's expired. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all mm, that, the delicious oh. flavor of expired <laughs> like is it hold on let me double check here oh man i can't tell no september 2022 it it, ta- it seriously it tastes like okay so when you you know it has all that fizzle it has all that sizzle when you open it up but when you sip <laughs> on it yeah it's easy to chug because it tastes like syrupy carb no carbonation there's so little carbonation in this in this drink that's very weird. It's so disappointing. Wow. No wonder no one bought it. <laughs> no wonder there were so many of them on the shelves. Hmm. I honestly don't even understand cola. Like, what is it? <laughs> uh, well, to me- I mean, I've tasted it, but like, what is that taste? What is it? <laughs> I so I, I I mean I'll admit I, I've give, I've um, I've uh, suckled at the teat of big cola. <laughs> and and have had uh, for a while uh, uh, was a big soda drinker. I, I used to love uh, all types of soda. Um, I don't I don't as much anymore. This is more of a treat than anything else. Um, I, th- I think I, I mostly it's mostly water and fruit juices for me nowadays. But I think the the, the carbonation of soda because it, it's again it's very it's a soft drink. It's not a hard drink, right? Hard drinks are are alcohol and beer, mm-hmm. right? But beer is also mm-hmm. carbonated. So there's a little bit of that. This is this is like the, you know, it's just a, a way to to replicate this weird kind of sharp, punchy flavor that you can get from, from carbonated alcohol that you don't get anywhere else, right? Because not a lot of drinks are carbonated, mm-hmm. right? Tea, iced teas and stuff. Lemonades in, in Europe are carbonated, but lemonades in the U.S. aren't, right? Mm-hmm. So... You know, they, they just want you to get that punch. And there's something, I don't know, it's, I don't know. I don't know why it's so, I, I don't know. It's just something people like to do or people like to drink. You know, it, it's got that, it's, it gives you that sugar high. It gives you that, that sharp, crisp taste that you don't really get from a, like a, a glass of water. Like it tastes. <laughs> you don't really get it from a glass of water. Right? <laughs> like water tastes like water. But there's something crisp like there's the, it's hard to, exp- to to kind of explain but there's that crispness and i really i'm saying that over and over again because it really does feel like you're <laughs> you're biting into like something that's just um like, like a like a really like an apple that's like tough you know not tough but like uh just just ripe enough where it you just bite into it and has that snap right but in liquid form anyway wow <laughs> 
Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't drink soda very often, but when I do, I like, like, cream soda. I'm just not like a big cola person. Cola's okay, but I just don't really get the flavor. It's confusing to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I'm not a fan anymore of, uh, like, yeah, of, like, Cokes and and Pepsis and all that stuff. Uh, Unless you want to sponsor us, then I'm a huge fan of Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, he'll drink drink lots and lots of Pepsi. Every day. (laughs) Every day I'd be drinking. I, I'd have it infused. I'd have like a like an an IV bag just just into my vein directly, so that I can have the deliciousness of Pepsi every single day. You can day. drink the soda, and I'll wear the t-shirts. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. I don't get it either. I guess. I mean, you know, it's the it's a thing. It's just like a mystery flavor. I'll never understand. It is a mi- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, speaking of mystery flavors, people are mystery flavors too, and we're going to start. <laughs> <laughs> so true. You know, I, uh, as a, an aside, I I used to pride myself in a good segue. Like I I like thinking of segues because segues are fun, right? Because it it keeps the conversation going, and you know it's not like some weird. Non sequitur. You're just like, oh, soda. By the way, relationships, right? Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's not just that. But I really love a good segue, and I think I'm okay at it. But boy, oh boy, You're does it get it. it's hard when it's like talking about so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sometimes it's, it's tough, but it's something I enjoy. Oh, wh- and one other one other thing. <clears throat> I apologize, everyone, because um. It was advertised. Hold on, let me let me bring it down an octave. It was advertised recently <laughs> that I use this voice for this show alone, and that I don't use this voice as often or enough when I talk. <laughs> and I know in the previous, in like at least the last two or three episodes, I don't go this low an octave like I should. There was somebody who said I need to talk like this all the time. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> To talk like this all the time, because people can't hear you at low octaves when you talk this low. People are like, "What? What? I'm sorry. What? No, they can't hear you." So I don't. I don't have a tendency not to. So, Sarah, let's take your take your voice low with me, shall we? As we as we get into the first part of the show. I don't think I can do it. Uh, all right. Let's see. This is like the worst. <laughs> <of this. laughs> Oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. I think we're going to. Yeah, it was that smooth, audible chocolate. <laughs> oh. Um, did, that was like a line from like South Park. Yeah, or no, something. no, no. I can't no, take no. credit for that one. I used that on a show. I, I was so like, oh my God, I love okay. that line. Because I used that in an intro to one of my other podcasts where it's like, give us that smooth. It's Cartman, because Cartman says it, you know, that sweet. Audio chocolate or whatever. Yeah, like he just says it. And I thought that was the funniest line. So I'm so happy you know that line because that, that, that brings me. Okay, good. I thought you were like, oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. What a great line. Yeah, no, definitely not me. I'm glad you heard it before. Yeah, I, I, I use that soundbite and I and I have it somewhere. But I use that soundbite for an episode of my other podcast. I'm like, oh, that's such a great soundbite. Anyway. All right. <laughs> let's go ahead and get into uh, – before this becomes like a three-hour episode, let's get into the first part of the uh, – the questions that people have out there in the world, world wide web. Let's start with this as a, a Twitter comment or a, it, a Twitter it, it uh, tweet. Yeah, it trended. On a trending, a trending Twitter tweet. They said, "Ah, yes, nothing like my DoorDash delivery guy texting me after to tell me I'm pretty and having my address and number." I reported him. 
<laughs> oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. So, yeah. Well, first off, uh, when uh, how do I put this? Have you ever worked in have you ever worked in the service industry? Yeah, um I worked at a pizza place and yeah. I worked as a barista. Yeah. I've done like client facing jobs like at front desks and things like that but as far as like like the food industry mostly pizza and coffee for me <laughs> <laughs> i mean they go together so i don't i don't see why not. i don't see why they, they weren't the same job but yeah they do i would definitely have both yeah a bit of coffee and a pizza a coffee and a slice oh oh a cup and a slice there's coffee your and a there's your a slice uh, there's your next venture, folks who can That's start right. a business. Have a have a coffee and a, a cup and a slice. All right. So, have you ever been hit on in the service industry? Uh, being part of the service <laughs> industry. Yes, of course. Oh, <laughs> I like how you say of course. I've only ever worked at a movie theater, and being a man, I don't get hit on, so I don't know. I don't know. If any of the women were hit on because all the staff were hitting on the women and all the staff women were hitting on the staff men. So it, 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 we're all hitting on each other anyway. So it didn't really quite <laughs> matter because we're all horny. The, one of the most horniest places I've ever been to is the movie theater. So it was a little different. So you've been hit. So it, it, I don't know if that necessarily counts. But you have been hit on as a barista well, and as a person who served pizza. I guess I would say that, yeah, sometimes I've been like, hit on in a normal way but also just some, a- i don't even know well you know just like you know flirting oh. but then there's also been like really creepy customers i don't even know if you call it hitting on the person like when i worked at the pizza place i was a lot of times there alone and it was a very very small pizza place and i would have people come in and ask me if i was alone <laughs> when i was working there and i would lie and say i wasn't but things like that, or I think I had a customer at the when I was working as a barista who was just sort of like aggressive. Mm-hmm. It was like a lot of attention, so I could tell that there it, there was some sort of like maybe just awkwardness or not a way of knowing how to engage. <laughs> but I had to just be nice and polite about it, you know. So it's not always like hitting on like you would think, like flirting. Sometimes it's just. Yeah, like a weird interaction that only happens when you're working as like the service person and you just have to like put up with it kind of. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I, again, I don't know. Uh, out of personal experience and the people I've known who worked at the movie theater, I don't think has ever announced or ever talked about being hit on. So I don't know. Uh, personally, but I do under, I do know that that does happen, right? People would leave. Their phone number on a receipt or something, or they would um, leave like a a note on a tip on the tip line or something, mm-hmm. right? To be yeah. Like, hey, you're a hottie. I would love to. <laughs> uh, I'd love to eat your pizza or something like that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I never got that. No, I never no, got that on a receipt. I'd love to sip your coffee. <laughs> Uh, I, <laughs> I that I was know. not my experience. Like, I'd like, like to eat your pizza. <laughs> this is, 
this this is why I don't flirt with anyone because that's those are my lines. Right? <laughs> those are those are my chat. I think that would. <laughs> I'm trying to think if that would made me laugh back then. I might have just been over it at that point. <laughs> I guess it depends. Like it depends on I guess how well you know the person because after a while you do get regulars and you do get to know them over time and so maybe it's acceptable from oh that one dude who always comes by super nice and this is just them being funny and you don't take it seriously but i do think a lot of people especially nowadays where dating is at a minimum uh, hookup is at a all-time high and people are (laughs) again lonelier than ever Right. As has been announced on all sorts of media and newspapers and stuff like that. Like, it's known that we are the loneliest we've been in a very, very long time mm. for a bunch of different reasons. So the question then becomes, how do you, how does one flirt and how does one ask another person out nowadays in, in a world where face-to-face interactions are becoming less and less? I mean, I'm not saying this guy did the right thing. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Let's say this delivery person, what, what advice would you give this delivery person if they wanted to flirt and ask a person out that would happen to unfortunately be a customer? Or should you never, or should that be a, a hard and fast rule for all type of service type people is never, ever, ever ask out a customer ever? I think with like DoorDash, just reading this example, I think this is an almost never. I would say maybe. If you guys chatted a lot when you were like, you know, delivering it and really felt there was a vibe and it was really clear you were both flirting with each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but I I mean But he did just say you're pretty and that's it. Okay, I mean, just based I, that, yeah. off of this, it wasn't like he asked for to go out, didn't ask for anything, just it's like, you know what? I didn't get to tell this person, but wow, I thought they were really attractive. Does that automatically mean that they're a creep and they should be ostracized? There's a weird connotation with it because, like she says, yeah, he ha- he knows where you live. And, like, he doesn't know you at all. But he thought you were attractive enough to, like, reach out through a venue that's – or a method that's not appropriate for that mm-hmm. to just let you know that he – I don't know, like find you physically desirable. I mean, it can be, it can be played like that in your head. And if you like, weren't having some sort of banter with them and you weren't like, you know, I feel like if you weren't like wanting that kind of attention, I can see it being making you nervous because it's just a weird way to like, get that information from someone, you know that they know where you live and they don't know you at all. They just mm-hmm. like the way you look. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. I would say I wouldn't do it. Okay. Not that way. Mm-hmm. So what, but he has no other method. So what, what should he have done? Instead, just keep it to himself, I guess. Right. Yeah. Wait until he finds someone who's pretty that he can actually talk to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can, I can appreciate that. Look, I, again, I don't agree with the method that he, he used. Um, I thought, it, you know, it's, um, you're working, but again, <clears throat> I guess because you're working in this, in a way that puts you in a very compromising position. Cause yeah, you know, people's phone numbers, you know, people's addresses, you know, their names. So it's easier to kind of, 
track people down. But we're in a weird society where we trust people now. Like a lot of sure. We, we trust strangers all the time because I don't know about you, but a door DoorDash is something that I, at least I use enough. I use it. I, I use it enough. I don't use it all the time, but I use it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. And, you know, honestly, a lot of people might not, it might not bother them at all, but there is, there is a weird dynamic when in like the workplace, and usually the dynamic is actually worse for the, the worker. Mm-hmm. Like it's usually much more, I don't want to say threatening, but somewhere like in that direction for the worker to feel like they're put in a spot where they can't keep their, their privacy or their ability to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. But I think with DoorDash, I've used DoorDash, of course, and I've gotten messages from it that we're not flirting but no, we're just no. not they're not what you what like the messaging is for and it made me feel weird like well i leave like a it wasn't flir- <laughs> it wasn't flirting but it was me- it, it, so like i give like a really good tip right oh okay and then the person messaged me and was like could you please bring cash too like my family is in a really hard time and i need more oh god wow no i've never gotten that before <laughs> oh my <laughs> god wow Oh, they're they're uh, guilting you into more money. <laughs> my goodness. Well, and they like have my food. So if I say no, are they going to spit in it? Like, it's just a weird dynamic. Like, you can stand on the street and hold a sign to people in their car. But like, if you do that on DoorDash, it's a little, it's a different dynamic. It's like, you actually kind of know stuff about them, you know, or you. That's since I've you know. never experienced that. That that must be a, a, a your area thing because I've never experienced that it was, where I am. It, it's honestly... That one only happened once. Okay. It was very strange to me. And I imagine that person probably does it to other people too, though. I mean, if it's a real situation, I feel really bad for them for that situation. But I was just like, I like went back through the app. I was like, wait, don't, did, I left a tip, didn't I? You know? But I need more, more. Yeah. And I always leave like the higher tip that they tell you to leave. So I was like, I, this is a weird message to get. And it also tells you on the app that 100% of the tip goes straight to the person. So they're they're desperate for more. they're desperately asking for like don't just give me the amount that you you, you put on the on the app. Please give me x amount. Like they were really wanting some extra money for Right. And I totally get that like if you're desperate you do what you got to do like for money and to feed your family, but just a very weird way to use the app. Mm-hmm. Like message system you know what i mean i do all right well to to wrap it up then because that we, we we have a couple more questions here uh does this person deserve to be fired gosh i don't know that's a, i can you really put me on the spot for that one i don't know i they deserve a talking to they des, they deserve to know not to do that anymore a, again they need to know that that's not okay mm-hmm. find some other way to date people for sure mm-hmm. okay yeah uh, i don't think this person deserves to lose uh, a job, especially if this is their one and only job. Um, yeah, they mm-hmm. should be. The thing is, it's it's an independent thing, so it's not like they have a a, a off. I don't know if they do have an office to go to, or if they have like um, meetings or trainings or stuff like that that they go through outside of maybe YouTube videos or whatever. But when I, you know, like I've had harassment training and all that stuff when I worked for the movie theater and for where I'm working now, like there were videos and there were pamphlets and there were all that stuff. But I don't know if you get that as an, as an independent contractor for DoorDash, but yeah, it, just to give you an idea, if you do find this tweet, 
those out there, you'll see that some people were defending this guy, saying if he were attractive, she wouldn't have had this uh, reaction. If he were, she would have been more uh, welcoming of the compliment if he was an attractive person. It's a very interesting that, hmm. and I believe both men and women were arguing this fact as well. Um, and the only other thing I'm going to say is I heard a similar thing from many, many years ago on the radio where a police officer abused their power after giving a woman a ticket and he left a note on her windshield the day after because he had her information. So he had a way to, he knew where she was and she left a note. He just left a note saying, Hey, I, I, I found you attractive. I, I'd love to ask you out, but I know that I'm a dumpy looking police officer or whatever. And, um, you know, whatever. I, and I think he got fired from the job uh, for obvious reasons, but also mm-hmm. the it was a call-in topic. So <laughs> audience members were calling in saying if he was attractive, she wouldn't have done it, which is really interesting to me that that seems to be a common kind of mentality for people. It's like, well, if the person's attractive, you're not going to – you're not going to be against a compliment and you're going to treat the person better because they're attractive, which is very well, interesting. Okay. So you might get away with it if you're attractive, but the thing you should realize is no matter how attractive you believe you are, just don't do it. Like, no, no, no. Again, I, yeah, this, like this just, is just, and I, yeah, I, <laughs> that's my opinion on top of all of the, was he attractive enough or not? Or would she have said yes or no? Yeah. Attractive people get away with breaking the rules sometimes more because they're attractive. It does happen. Yeah. But there should just be like the rule, like with the DoorDash guy, they should say, hey, that's not okay. Uh, you, you can't do that anymore. The, the texting is only for this. You're Don't right. be sending stuff to, to the clients. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't think- matter like, um, you know, if she would have said yes, if he was attractive, because even if he's attractive, he still shouldn't be doing it, you know? No, I agree. I 100% agree on that one. Uh, I just find it funny that that was... <laughs> the consensus a decade ago, and it's a consensus now for people. Same like argument. A, same argument. And I'm like, I, I guess that's true. I mean, again, yeah, you're right. People get away with with being uh, a lot of stuff with being attractive. So it, it, just a funny little anecdote to just notice like, oh, people are still arguing the, the looks department. Uh, but anyway, speaking <laughs> of looks, though, interestingly enough, let's talk about this next one. Another segue, a perfect segue. I was going I was waiting for you to do that one because it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here comes the segue. <laughs> I try, I try. Okay, so this question is: My girlfriend is way more attractive than me, so much so that I am constantly thinking about how one day she'll get tired of me and be able to find any number of better-looking and more confident guys to be with. Even though she says she loves me for me, and I do trust her, I can't stop feeling anxious about it. Is this person me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the, every person I've ever been with. This is how I feel. Oh, do you feel you've ever been with a man who was more attractive than you? I. Oh, hello. <laughs> attractiveness is so subjective i mean i think that there's like like objective attractiveness where like someone could be like an underwear model like that attractive and honestly i'm not interested in like celebrity pretty attractive guys you know or like magazine pretty kind of guys so the people i i date i find i like find them attractive because they're like normal people attractive and i really like that you know they're like really good looking but not like 
super pretty. So, um, I don't know, maybe pretty is like a preference for some people. And I'm just not really into the really pretty, pretty guys kind of look, you know, nothing wrong with it. If you're a pretty guy, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you're not hurting, but also don't, don't hate on yourself. Um, but yeah, I've dated someone who is, um, conventionally considered more like, Oh, well, this is like, uh, he's almost model-esque. He was, yeah, he was, yeah, he was, he was a little bit closer to like, he was getting close to pretty. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't wow. too pretty for me, but he was getting, he was getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had a lot of like down to earth stuff that like, you know, made, made him attractive to me in those ways. And oh. <laughs> I don't know that I had the same problem this guy has where I was like, he's so attractive that he'll just find someone prettier than me. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I. I don't know. Have you have you felt that way? Oh, my ex wife. <laughs> you were you were you were anxious that she was. Oh, the moment I talked, uh, the moment she said she would be my girlfriend way back when, I was like, "Why?" <laughs> oh. There's so many more attractive. Pe- I, I I even told her that the moment we're like a thing, it's like you do realize there's way more attractive people out there, right? Like <laughs> you don't have to be with me. I'm pretty much bottom of the barrel. You could easily get someone way better than me. But no, she, she, but she, uh, you know, uh, at the, the, the vast majority of our relationship was very much like, yeah, no, I, I love you. And yeah, no, you're, I, I, I think you're good looking and I, I want to be with you, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, but you don't have, I'm like, you look the way you look. <laughs> like, why? And so that was, that was something I dealt with for a long time, you know, and it was only, it was not complicated, but it was it only uh, reaffirmed my anxiety when she was hit on quite often, or she would get like treated differently and get free stuff and all that stuff. Like she like had, you know, she had uh, advantages to her looks. Mm-hmm. You know, people noticed her. Um, Again, when, when, you know, I had in this, I don't know if I, geez, I say it so often, I don't often remember when I've said this story, but like, you know, the, the relationship ended and a lot, and I lost a lot of my male friends because a lot of my male friends were interested in her. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they were more interested in her than they were interested in knowing I was okay. So I lost a lot of male friends that way. Mm-hmm. And, but that's something, but that showed to me like, oh yeah, you know, she was, attractive enough to garner a lot of attention and a lot of notice. And so I was, it it was very tough and I pretty sure I didn't help things by letting her know my anxiety for it and letting her know that this is how I felt. And I was thinking like, I'm not that great. (laughs) Like I'm funny and I'm this and I'm that, but I'm not much of anything else. You know, but she, you know, we, we, I mean, again, we stuck it out for, for what is considered a long time. And so, uh, it, again, it wasn't a trust thing or it wasn't anything. It was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> like, like, I batted way above my, my average or whatever. Like, I was just, I, I don't know what I did or, or what, I, what I said, but yeah, it was a, a very unique scenario, uh, in that case. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so I feel I feel for I feel for I feel for this person who has that, and I you know it, it's a it's a tough thing to kind of accept over time. But I did over I mean over the years I did accept it because I mean she wasn't going anywhere at the time, so I'm like oh okay, 
So obviously I have, I'm offering something that she finds valuable in which she doesn't actively try to seek other people. She obviously finds something in me that she, she wants to stay with. I mean, over mm-hmm. time that faded, obviously, but you know, but at least at that moment, it's like, oh, great, you know. Thank you. Yeah, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for staying with me. <laughs> you didn't have Aww. to. But it was, that was, it was, you know. So, um, I I find that it, it, it's tough, but I, I I am also, you know, I, I see uh, people online all the time though, who are like, there is a disparity in looks between men and women. Oftentimes, where the women, the woman is more attractive than the man. And I think it's just again, men are very visual, very they they like attractive things, I guess. And mm-hmm. women find what's attractive is the person themselves versus what they look on the outside, which is why dad bod is a thing, right? Like women like the dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think that yeah, I think you're you're right. Like I, I do find you know, my current boyfriend, then I've had some other boyfriends that I found to be very attractive. And I've, I've dated some people that were less attractive, but like, he's very photogenic. And I did some, you know, I dated that guy who was kind of pretty, prettier than I usually date. I usually date maybe like a little bit more manly attractive and less like, you know, pretty attractive. But I think what you're saying makes sense for women, because I'm actually, I have sort of a similar insecurity, but I'm more worried that their personality is so good that they're going to be able to do better than me like they are very attractive and they're attracted to me and i know other people probably notice them for sure but i'm if i'm feeling insecure in relationships which i have before i might think they're so great all over and you know what do i have to offer you know when i'm feeling insecure <laughs> mm-hmm. and i i totally get that but even when i'm feeling that way i know that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that yeah, if you let them know that you were constantly worried about this and there's nothing they can do to reassure you or let you know how great they think you are and you just will never believe it, it's like the person you're always giving compliments to who won't accept them. Eventually, you just stop giving them compliments, you know? True. Yeah. And uh, one of the key important things that you do in a relationship is you don't let down on that stuff because, you know, when, at the moment it gets stale, you know, things can happen and um relationships take work and that's part of it i think is is working on yourself and working on your confidence and and understanding that they, you know they're with you for a reason right like people mm-hmm. are with each other for a reason they don't have to everyone has a choice to make <laughs> they, they they can easily make any any decision that they want in in that relationship even if they're married obviously like it doesn't matter married you know unless you guys are essentially like sewn together from the you know at the hip there's no Mm -hmm. real reason that they can't just move (laughs) on from you there's not there's not a a, at least not a a compelling one outside of again you are you have to understand that you know you're worth it and you're a good person and they're there for that reason or whatever whatever reason it is or you're wit rich and you're wealthy (laughs) and and that's why or you're the red power ranger like we talked about the last time Uh, whatever the reasons may be um you know you just have to believe in that and and yeah confidence is tough self-confidence is really some of the hardest things to accomplish in yourself um having that self-esteem 
that that really is healthy self esteem. That's probably one of the hardest things I think that's that that is you know that's to accomplish. That's something you can accomplish because people I think are especially nowadays are just very much down on themselves mm-hmm. because the world is down on everyone. <laughs> the internet, the internet is down on everyone. The thing you'll find the most online are insults and put downs, and you're not going to see a lot of people lifting each other up. So it can be tough in a world that lives off of likes and retweets and hearts and all that stuff that we find online, right? Like a lot of us do live on that stuff. And it's unfortunate because we didn't used to before. We used to be perfectly fine just not living off that stuff. But nowadays, that's where we get our dopamine hit and it sucks. Well, yeah. Also, like the self-confidence that can make up so much for whatever physical unattractiveness you think you have. Like physical attraction is a big thing for sure. But I mean, you can have like any amount of confidence you want. And there's like a certain amount where what you look like physically, just doesn't even really matter anymore. So, and, and it's really hard to build it when you don't have it there to begin with. But if you can figure it out, and maybe, and I shouldn't be like giving this advice because I'm probably not going to follow it up myself, but maybe you have to get off of social media or do some things for yourself to like get rid of the negativity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a tough world, you know, with the social media and everything. I was, um, my current YouTube obsession, at least for the last couple of days, was people who are uh, building homes off the grid. And all of the, 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 so far the three or four videos I've watched where they built homes off the grid away from everything was like, the world is tough. We know it. The past couple of years have shown that the world <laughs> is really difficult. So we escaped it all by living in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in a right. cabin away from everyone. Right. And, you know, either it's a couple or a guy and his dog or something. And they're just out in the middle of nowhere building their own homes, like escaping everything. And I'm, I think, I think to myself, wow, that, that, that's actually a really good idea. So I'm like not necessarily doing that, but like just kind of escaping and turning that part of the world off. Right. Yeah, the world continues I mean, outside of you turning it off. Definitely. You could do that. You could just delete the apps. I mean, that's a little bit easier than going off the grid, but yeah. you know, there's also other benefits going off the grid, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you know, you just turn some of that off. <laughs> yeah. No, the recommendation is to find a plot of, cause these probably, they fought, they found a plot of land. And they just like bought this plot of land in the middle of nowhere and they built a home there. And they had like this one guy has chickens and sheep and has like a self-sustaining like home that he built himself, everything he built himself. And I was just like, I can't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Homesteading is not easy. No, no, it isn't. Uh, But anyway, you know, speaking of really complicated and kind of a little all over the place, we have at least one more person who has... (laughs) a complicated life don't we the chickens and goats of his life have gotten out of the paddock oh all right right, there you go (laughs) i don't know let's see what it says that's that's the real segue right there (laughs) (laughs) i like it okay when i first met my girlfriend we told each other that we were single and hit it off and then i had to go on a business trip for a month We hadn't become exclusive yet, so we had a long-distance, unofficial relationship that was a very intimate connection. When I got back home, we decided to become a couple officially. 
But now, a few months later, she told me that when I first met her, she had a boyfriend. She said that she was getting ready to break up with him anyway, and she did break up with him a few days before I flew home, but they were together most of the time that she and I were talking on my trip. So I was under the false impression that she was single, and she was cheating on her boyfriend. She said she has never cheated before this, and offered to give me the passwords to her phone and social media accounts so I can feel secure that she's not cheating on me. She also told me her relationship with her ex was very toxic, and she had been wanting to leave him before she even met me. I love her, I just don't know if I can trust her. Oh dear. Hmm. Well... I, uh, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Okay, I, this is not, this is against conventional wisdom. I do actually know at least one couple, I'm just going to say off the bat, one really solid, at least one really solid, great couple that did start when one of them wasn't single. So I'm just going to say that. Sometimes people are in a bad relationship and they do meet someone else and it's not great. Sometimes it works out. It should not happen that way. It was actually a very complicated thing when it happened the way in the couple that I know. I'm just saying that just because you met someone when they were with someone else and then they left them for you doesn't mean the relationship is doomed or that they will cheat on you. That being said, she wasn't honest about it. She told this guy that she was single in the beginning. And this was a very quick thing. She did not have to be keeping this a secret. And she did not have to cheat on, you know, her ex. And I know this other couple I'm talking about. I'm not saying that it's okay and great. I'm just saying that there are situations where it can work. So what she did was not good. And there was some trust issues here. But I don't think it's a definite no-go, in my opinion. I think there's just some things to consider. It's not an obvious no to me. We were on a break! Thank you, Ross, <laughs> from Friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, uh, my uh, aside from the Friends reference, uh, <laughs> which I had to make sure I was yelling away from the mic, otherwise it would kill this <laughs> microphone. Um <laughs> There was there, my favorite, second favorite movie in the entire world next to Jurassic Park is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. In the movie, he is dating a 17 year old high school student, <laughs> which is a joke in the film, but ends up uh, falling in love with a woman who is the girl of her dreams because she literally appears in her dreams because his dreams because it's a shortcut. Uh, through uh, the space-time continuum to get from place to place because she is an Amazon uh, delivery person. So it's easier for her to use his head to get from one place to another because it's faster. Anyway, (laughs) um, but that's the premise of the movie is this character, Scott Pilgrim, is dating a character before he falls in love with the titular main female character. um, And there is a lot of, there's a lot of complication to it. Now, it's a lot darker in that one. It's a, it's in the darker in the sense of like they the, the, there's a lot more misinter- the miscommunication and a lot more distrust because he is actually a terrible person. <laughs> mm. 
he's a good person, but he's a terrible person as well. Like people like him, but he's also there's just something really awful about him because he's lazy and very. And really, the reason why he didn't break up with his ex girlfriend was he was lazy. It wasn't that he was. <laughs> it, oh. it wasn't really a that. That's kind of the the, the premise behind it. it's like. Well, I could. I don't want to. It's hard. I don't really want to. And and he's just this really. He's a slacker, and he's really kind of. And he has to learn responsibility, and he has to learn like it, it's a coming of age type of movie. Anyway, so I'm familiar with this just in cinema form at the very least. That this stuff happens, and I also mm-hmm. agree with you, Sarah. I, I agree that that's this is not a deal breaker. The fact that she did not immediately say that they, she that she was in a relationship and did lie that she was single, I think I kind of more excuse it to like her foot was out the door. You know, mm-hmm. she. I don't think she, based on on the rest of it. She didn't really consider herself in a relationship anyway because she was like, I'm, I don't want this. I'm, I'm leaving this. This is not the thing that I want in my life. And then happens to find a person who fits, you know, her needs and fits the things mm-hmm. that she's looking for in a, in, a, in a healthy relationship. Well, I mean, who knows if it's a healthy – I mean, you know, we're going to assume it's a healthy relationship, <laughs> right? We're, we're going to assume that it went well. <laughs> Hopefully, crossing fingers. You know, you never know. <laughs> So we don't, but we don't know, right? And so she being already one foot out the door to me is just like, okay, I get it, right? Like, just like Ross being on a break, you know, he, he was temporarily not dating someone mentally, even though maybe she believed it, you know, uh, even though Rachel believed it. Oh God, I hope I'm saying names. I hope people have watched Friends. And so I'm not saying just random <laughs> names. <laughs> Who's Ross? Who's Rachel? They're characters in a TV show from the 90s, <laughs> the 2000s. Um, but yeah, like she was, Rachel didn't really know, but Ross was like, whatever. I had a friend of mine who did the exact same thing with someone for many, many years, decided to take a break, ended up being with someone else, and then ended up. Sleeping with her at his ex anyway and getting her pregnant and therefore having to dump the girl that was actually better for him, which was oh gosh, yeah, oh uh, messy, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> the world is messy, I guess, but yeah, yeah. it was that, that was you know a very complicated situation and and unfortunate, and I think he would have definitely been much better off with the other girl because you know, um, being a bystander at the time, I was like, oh. This other person's toxic. This other person's great. <laughs> I hope <laughs> I hope he stays with the other person. But again, opportunity. They, unfortunately, he did live with his ex at the time because they didn't. He didn't have anywhere else to live, and so uh, opportunity knocked. I guess. Ah, uh, shoot. And, yeah. and so things happened. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's unfortunate, but so but th- but there you go he was with despite the fact that you know there was a second relationship it wasn't really a second relationship he was uh, out on his own venturing on his own even though they were kind of uh, canoodling together uh <laughs> showing off that ankle <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's just a very messy situation it is messy. I, I already said that but <laughs> it is yeah and it it totally oh, yeah it totally it totally was and i i feel I, you know i feel it's, it's it's tough because i don't think he's uh, been happy ever since but maybe he has i don't know maybe things have turned around i haven't talked to the guy in a while but in this particular case i think that this this person can trust i i think that the fact that she is going overboard to like here see all of my stuff look i 
yes, I had. It's that lapse of judgment thing, right? It's a lapse of judgment. She should have said something. And in, in reality, she should have said, "Hey, I'm with somebody," and explained the situation. Like, I'm with someone, but they're terrible, and I want to break up with them. And you're awesome, and I'd really love to to get to know you and to be, you know, whatever. And I think you're so much better than this guy over here. If if that happened, I still think it, this all could have been avoided. But mm-hmm. she decided to. Because I'm certain in her head, I'm, of course, I'm just speculating here. In her head, she's like, oh, I don't know. Here's this guy, really cute, really fun to be around. I don't want to scare him off by saying that I'm breaking up, like I'm breaking up with my boyfriend or that we're, I'm on the outs, but I still am with them because I haven't done it yet. I don't want right. them to go away. I want to keep this person around. How do I do that? Oh, I'm single. And just say that. And just say, well, I'm essential. And in her mind, probably reasoning, oh, I'm single anyway. I, I'm going to be single. By the time all of this kind of blows over, <laughs> so I'm essentially single right now. So I'll just say I'm single. Um, and look, she could, she didn't necessarily have to tell this guy either, because <laughs> it's not like he was going to find out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, there's something we said about her. You know, explaining things and, um, you know, going so, like you said, so over the top and like helping him trust and that kind of like shows that she understands that she created this insecurity that she did something that was that would cause someone to have trust issues and she's willing to go above and beyond to give him security there i think it'd be good for him to communicate with her how he feels about the fact that she did lie about being single because yes it's like kind of like a a weird situation where she did something she shouldn't have done really, but you know, it was the beginning of maybe a really great relationship and maybe her feelings sort of took over a little bit and took over her better judgment. And that's not an excuse, but it does, doesn't make it necessarily the worst offense someone could do. So I think it would be great for him to talk to her and just be like, look, I'm really not okay with how this went down. Like, I do love you and I want to work things out, but I, I need to express how I feel about these things because I want to be really clear that that makes me very uneasy. Yeah. And she probably agrees. She's probably like, yeah, I would never, you know, you don't have to worry. And she's basically saying you don't have to worry about me cheating. But it's just good to, like, get everything out in the open now that, you know, you know how it went down to make sure that you guys are on the same page and make sure it really was just like a one-time weird situation. And I think the way that she presented it, I, I, I believe someone doesn't normally go that far uh, mm-hmm. to prove themselves worthy if they weren't. Again, it just happened to be her passion ruled her reason and she was more <laughs> into like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta have, I gotta get on his D more than faster than I need to get rid of this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but, <laughs> gotta get on that D before it gets away. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, come on. Come on. That's how we all talk when you guys aren't around. <laughs> That's why ladies go to the restroom in pairs so they can talk about the D. We gotta talk about all the D out there. <laughs> oh boy. Mm. All right. Well. <laughs> 
Uh, oh <laughs> if, my you, gosh. if you would like to uh, insert your story or someone else's story that you've heard from from some other person, maybe you don't want to be put yourself on the spot, but you want to put someone else on the spot and give them anonymously, like, "Hey, I know someone who knows someone who did this thing." Who? <laughs> who I'm just asking for a friend. I'm just asking for a friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My friend really wanted that D, so I'm gonna just I'm, t- I'm just gonna l- let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking for a friend who wants some D, not me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not me. I'm not. I'm not I've got plenty one. of D. It's for my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got, yeah. I'm full of D right now. I'm just, I'm just full of the D right now. <laughs> Everywhere, just D'd up. Anyway, um, God. <laughs> but if you, <laughs> if you want to be that person for some weird reason. <laughs> If I haven't, if I haven't convinced you otherwise, go ahead and send an email <laughs> to isthislovepod at gmail dot com, and you can let us know whether uh, you want the D or the V, but not the V D. That's v. bad. Don't get the V D, but get the V or no. the V separately. <laughs> I just gave Sarah a thumbs up, thinking that you all could see it. But anyway. <laughs> Good job, Francis. Yeah, oh, she, now she keeps back and back. Yes, we're thumbsing, we're thumbing up each other up. This is great. This is why we do it. This is why. This is why we have ever all this. This I, one of these days we'll do this live, and you're going to be like, "What the hell is wrong with these two people?" And 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 uh, maybe you'll understand when you just see us laughing at each other the entire time. But. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's wrap today's episode up with an article. We have quite a few to choose from. Curious which one you are interested in talking about. We could even go uh, from our little article pool at the top. Anyone? Dealer's choice, which is Sarah right now. She's the oh, dealer. I'm the dealer. You're the dealer. Okay. I actually really liked this one you posted that was four keys to a drama free relationship from psychology today. Mm, yeah. Look, I, I'm a fan of psychology today because I studied psychology in college. So that's where my degree is in. So Ooh. I like, I like this stuff. This is my jam. This is why I like relationship stuff is because it's totally my jam. I, I, I didn't want to do, um, I was I was technically on the road to be a marriage and family therapist. You know that was oh my like, gosh. That was like my yeah. That was my path for a while, and then I and then I don't I don't know what happened, but um, yeah. I I don't know. I I'm kind of glad I didn't go that route. I feel like I I don't know how I could handle it personally. Having to hear really that's a lot of that's a, that's a lot of damaged relationships. I can barely it maintain is. my own. <laughs> so, yeah. I can barely get into some. I can barely. I, bar- I can barely get into relationships. I can barely maintain them. I can barely handle it when it's over. Like I, I can't handle any. So it's like having to deal with other people and and their problems like that. I don't know if I can necessarily do it in a mass scale, individually, mm-hmm. one by one, like every once in a while, easy. But if I did like five <laughs> people in a day tell me how miserable their relationships are and their life is, I don't know if I can handle it. That'd be a little too much for me. But yeah, that's true. You know what, though? We don't like drama. So we mm-hmm. have these four keys to a drama-free relationship. What would be key number one? 
in this case. You want to manage your toxic thoughts about your partner. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> impossible. I didn't say it was impossible. Oh, oh we're, we're, learning, we're learning about Sarah's inner thoughts right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm just revealing too much about myself. Mm. All right. So managing your toxic... Yeah, I'm. you know, you seem... To be very honest about things that you're anxious about, things that you are, you have trouble with sometimes. I would think that this is something that you may potentially have to handle. I don't know. Do you handle managing your own toxic thoughts about your partner? Well, I don't know that I have um, a ton of toxic thoughts about him. I think I have my own insecurities that are definitely about anxiety and i guess yeah sometimes maybe i kind of like project them onto him you know i might think like you know oh he he might be mad at me right now because you know i we texted something earlier and i'm i'm anxious that that's something that might make him mad and mm -hmm. you know i haven't heard from him in a while he's he's angry with me right now mm -hmm. and I, that hasn't been really an issue you know, in a while, but I've had those kind of thoughts like before with a significant other. And that can be kind of one way my anxiety goes. I think that it is a big part of managing anxiety to realize that your thoughts are just thoughts and they aren't necessarily reality. And I think because I've worked on that a lot, I don't have that issue quite as badly anymore where I have like toxic thoughts about my partner because I am and have done a lot of work to realize that what I'm thinking and feeling right now isn't necessarily what's really happening. You know, you know, maybe just give it like a day or two if you're really intensely focused on something bad. Right. It's not a reflection because what, we, I was going to say it's not a reflection of your partner, but oftentimes those toxic thoughts come up because we feel like we can read the other person's mind, right? Like we uh, in, who get into relationships to explain off behavior or to explain off – and not necessarily bad behavior, just any type of behavior. It could be just like, why didn't they text me right now? I just texted them right now. And why Why is it taking them hours? Or why is – you know, what, what are they doing? Why aren't they telling me mm -hmm. what they're doing? Like all of these thoughts can hit your head, especially if you have that lower self-esteem or if you feel insecure. And your brain just starts throwing in all of these thoughts like, are they dead? You know, sometimes I think oh, that, right. you know, like, yeah. oh my God, did they die? Like, I know they went out. Did they get into a car accident? No, it's raining over there. Oh my God. And, and all these thoughts pop into your head. And in reality, they'll message you and be like, oh yeah, sorry, I had our time with this. Or, you know, this thing happened. Oh, the power went out. Da, da, da. And all of these happen. And you're, and then all, and the, all those thoughts just kind of wash away. And then mm -hmm. when they're gone again, they just start creeping right back. <laughs> just, right, right. Like a sponge. Yeah. I think the toxic thoughts really happen too when like you keep these thoughts about them, you know, maybe they're mad at me and you just keep that playing in your head over time throughout the relationship. And then it, you know, you start like even getting defensive in your head and you're like, well, they have no right. You know, they're like this or, yeah. you know, you're kind of like building up a, a thing in your head of how they are. And yeah, what they think, like you said, you're mind reading mm -hmm. for them. And they're behaving this way because they're like this and it's a bad thing. And 
yeah, I think you you do have to manage those thoughts. You do have to actually do the work to manage them. Yeah, and also communicate. And communicate, of course. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the next one? Do random acts of kindness, and that is like nice things for your partner, not just the mm-hmm. world. Yeah, you slip up a twenty. No. <laughs> <laughs> After sex. After sex. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. Here's a hundred. <laughs> here's Go an ahead extra and take, 50 your, for that. take the nice Uber home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, take take Uber XL on the way home. All right. Yeah, take Uber, Uber Black. Why don't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that not that. <laughs> <laughs> but something you can do, like again, you know, maybe breakfast in bed, um, getting them mm-hmm. that thing that they mentioned randomly on a on a whim when you're out, getting them that thing, or um, you know, taking you know, just doing something that is that they don't request, but it's something that they enjoy. Doing those, th- going, you know, doing those things reminds them that you're thinking about them and that you care about them. Uh, some of the examples here was give them a 10 to 15 or uh, 20 minute uh, back massage or pick them up something they'd like to snack on. Like, seriously, it's as easy as that. Get their favorite food, get their favorite snack, their fa- favorite candy, favorite potato chip. Um, if your partner likes soda, get them a soda. But if it's Sarah, get her a glass of water, apparently. But don't take a cup. <laughs> If you guys don't don't run away with her mug or her her, her her cup though, if that if you guys ever get into an argument, <laughs> the water bottle, the water bottle, don't 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 run away with that, you know, just um just oh no, I'm making I'm making our show serialized because you're gonna have to listen to the last couple episodes, but um, <laughs> uh, what episode was that from? <laughs> it's got to be two at least, but yeah, uh, or more, but yeah, no, don't don't. Do but do yeah do little things like that, um, you know. Call them then you know call them the every once in a while if they're if you're away just randomly be like hey I've been thinking about you or hey what you wearing oh <laughs> well I mean why not is that an act of kindness for them or is that for you <laughs> oh. Well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hopefully for both. Unless, I mean, hopefully you're not just like, hopefully, hopefully intimacy isn't just you laying there. I'm like, all right, fine. No, I okay. know. <laughs> well, you I guys know. both find each other sexy. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, you're right. mostly for, mostly for the do- guy. No, mostly for, yeah, mostly for the one asking for the clothing picture. I think they're getting the kick out of it for sure. <laughs> Uh, or or whatever the what are you wearing thing yeah so yeah so yeah definitely um I, I said a lot in there anything to add there sir hmm oh, I thought those were good yeah like writing them a little note or something yeah like just or yeah I don't know I'm I'm like I'm not the best of this stuff because I don't know I'm I'm really bad at like gift buying you, you know. know? Here's what you should do, though. See, this is like, <laughs> see, this is what I, 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 if I, if look, if I were in a relationship with someone who was who had your talent, the best oh. gift they could possibly give me is art. Oh, no, seriously, like I would, that would be the sweetest thing to me personally. If I got like 
if my significant other was an artist, they don't have, they could just draw something that reminded them of me, you know, right? Showed that they were thinking of me. Boom, done. So before your boyfriend Aww. listens to this episode, draw him something. I guarantee you. Well, dude, oh. he does really appreciate my hand-drawn cards. So that there is a go. good thing. Yeah. There you go. I just like when people say you should pick something up for your significant other that you know they like. I would probably do the candy because I'm really bad at like buying gifts. That's you know like oh it's their favorite little trinket. I I don't I'm terrible at that kind of thing. I do gifts yeah. or I also like cards, notes, you know, calling people and yeah the the hand drawn stuff he really likes a lot. I. So, look, I've always been really easy. Just a note, a letter. And like, it, you know, I never have to be bought anything because I don't need anything. I don't need to be bought anything. Right. For me, it's really simple. You know, like, it's like, you know, like I said, if I knew someone who had new art, a, a, a drawing, if I knew someone who could write, write anything that showed off a thing that they're good at. And they mm-hmm. focused it on on me for some reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that, that's like that's all I need now. And, and every person's different. Maybe they want the gift. Of course, go for the gift. But if it's someone like me, think. I'm just saying, think outside the box. Sometimes for your significant other, they may just want something that's creative or something that's not a purchased item, and, and you can go that extra step and do that. All right. What yeah, is, what's but, number what's number three here? Let's see here. Watch out for problematic alcohol or drug use. And the thing with this is because it can like lower your inhibitions, so you can say stuff to start drama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This one, I'm a little more like sh- I shrug more than anything because yeah. some people that loosens them up and that just makes it more fun and it just makes the evening more entertaining and there's no drama and there's just like, everything's better. You know, if there's like some bad stuff happening because of drug use and alcohol in your relationship, I think that's like a step beyond just drama, you know, like that's, right. a, that's maybe another basket of well, yeah, I don't crackers. Think I don't think they're talking about abuse though. They're talking about, I think just recreational use in this case. Right. So the, the recreation, or do you think it's abuse in this case? I like, don't know. I'm like trying to imagine a situation. I don't think I've ever been with someone who didn't it, who didn't have a substance abuse issue where like because we were drinking or something, it caused us to like be mean to each other or I don't know. I just it's a weird situation to imagine for me. Yeah, I, I, like I said, it's, it's 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 also weird for me because I mean I don't know too many people who do any type of. Uh, I mean, I actually I'm the only person who apparently doesn't drink or do any type of <laughs> drug. <laughs> Everyone else does, and I'm like, man, I don't have a tattoo. Everyone else has tattoos. <laughs> I don't I don't drink. I don't, <laughs> don't do any type of drug use. Uh, you know, not that I'm not open to it. I just haven't done it. But like. You know, like hair. No, not heroin. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Don't start with that one. <laughs> I'm starting for the top. No, uh, no. I mean, yeah, like you know, you work your way down. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm just taking an aspirin. Um, <laughs> that's like my, that's my drug of choice is an aspirin. <laughs> no, I I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sweet aspirin. Why'd you take that Tylenol? <laughs> well, let me tell you something and just start drama from a from a Tylenol tablet. Like, I, <laughs> oh man. 
<laughs> yeah, my boyfriend gets real mean when he takes an ibuprofen. <laughs> Why are you so tired? Stop being so tired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, it, maybe it's problematic if they're drinking Zima or something, or, or <laughs> <laughs> a thing that tried to come back and then quickly disappeared again because it's an awful alcohol. <laughs> but anyway, um, anyway, so yeah, again, not the abuse part, but if it does lead to drama, yeah, of course, yeah, just uh, I, I think, but I, I think that's more a rare case. I think more often people unwind that way through recreational drug use and recreational alcohol, so. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against either. All right. So, what's the last one then? Lead with empathy for calm, constructive conversations. Mm, empathy. Ooh, that's a hard one. How many people do? You oh, know? Well, no, how many? <laughs> I know it's not difficult for you. <laughs> what? Well, no, no, no. I mean, okay, yeah. Look, I, I, I feel everyone's feelings because I'm just I, I messed up in my own way, <laughs> but. Uh, empathy is actually really difficult for some people because it's really yeah. is thinking outside of yourself, right? Part of empathy mm -hmm. is being able to understand where a person is coming from, why they are feeling the way they are feeling. And that's really hard because when you're feeling it, you're feeling something. Like if you're both angry, it's hard to see from their point of view why they're angry, right? And understand where mm -hmm. they're coming from because you're angry. All you know is that they did something wrong and it's their fault as opposed to thinking, well, maybe something I did. What could we have done differently? I understand that, you know, they're upset because I did this thing. I know I shouldn't. I know that's bad. Like, it's hard to think that way because that means mm -hmm. we're vulnerable as a people, right? You're empathetic, but you have empathy too. <laughs> Don't act as if I'm the only one. You're, you're a little I, I do. I do. I just, it's just because you said, oh, that's hard. I know. I'm like, it's not hard for you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But luckily, we have, we're, we're two people who I think, have had enough life experience to where we developed that skill uh, to of empathy. Like we've de we developed that skill and that that understanding of other people's emotions. It's an interesting thing. I think that empathy. I think a lot of it for most people develops like in childhood. It does. So if you aren't an empathetic person, if you've developed different like survival and coping skills that aren't empathy. I wonder how hard it is to learn empathy as an adult. I have no idea, but I think that you're right that in the in the heat of the moment, it's very hard to be empathetic when you're flooded with your emotions and like anger. So yes, empathetic, calm, constructive yeah. conversations are great. But I think in order to get there, there's even tools before that, like taking a few deep breaths and yeah. counting to ten and saying like. Let's have this conversation in an hour or tomorrow when we both cool down. Right. I think getting to that, being able to do that can get you to the empathetic, constructive conversations so that you don't have to try to have this superhuman amount of empathy in the moment that you just want to like rip your hair out and scream at the person. Right. But 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 having empathy is what gets you to that knowing that you need to take that time away, taking that time off, you know. That empathy often is also understanding that emotions are high and and recognizing it and understanding that you know there are two people with very intense feelings at this moment and, mm -hmm. and someone has to take control and be like, "Okay, no wait, look, let's take a break or let's 
sleep on it or whatever, even though they say don't sleep angry. But sometimes you just need a, a, a nap or food or whatever, something that kind <laughs> of – no, see, right? You know, maybe, yeah. you're, maybe you're hangry. You know, you never know. But you need these things that put you in a calmer place and then you can handle the situation better. But yeah. It's tough. I, I mean, I think I I do think empathy is tough because I, you know, I I <laughs> at least from what I see around me, people are very against kind of other other people's feelings. They don't care as long as their feelings are the ones mm-hmm. that dominate. Um, and this is something I say online often. This is why online arguments are so prominent because people are just like, no, my feeling, your feelings are invalid. Mine are valid, right? That seems to, that's a lot of the, right? That's a lot of the argument. It's like, no, your feelings mean nothing. My feelings are everything. And I get why that, that is, but that doesn't solve anything. That doesn't fix anything. And that doesn't make the situation better. So that's why empathy is important because nothing changes if you don't communicate and, you know, have that understanding. You know, what's really funny is like, I totally know what you're talking about. People like argue online, yeah. but have you ever noticed sometimes like you'll see an argument worse, they're going at each other. And then one person says like, you know, I'm sorry. I, I think I misspoke. I, what I meant to say was this. No, you're right. And all of a sudden it switches over. The other person's like, no, I'm sorry. I was in a bad mood. I don't know why I said that. And it's just like, <laughs> as soon as one person gives a little bit, like both people are like totally kind to each other. We're yeah. such crazy, strange creatures. I wish it would happen more often that way. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I would, I would be a much happier person on the internet if that happened regularly unfortunately i don't know if that i mean i have seen that happen though no you're right i have seen that happen i I wish it wasn't as rare as it is but boy oh boy is it great to see like oh and then some of course at the end will always say oh i love it when two people can like you know be reasonable there's always that one (laughs) that always that third observer being like oh bravo the two of you are coming to we're coming to a conclusion and being you know (laughs) mature about it it's like Thanks, guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's just so happy. He's yeah. just basking in the love. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it's I, I do I do love that. Yeah, no, I, I, we need more of that for sure. All right. Well, there you go. Oh, high note. Thank you for for putting us on a high note at, at the very end because that's <laughs> very. True. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So what have we learned today? Uh, we learned that uh, Pepsi Nitro is garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also learned that um, empathy can be difficult for some people, and we mm-hmm. learned that you too can send your questions and your responses and your theories and your feelings to the the <laughs> is <laughs> the is this no is this love pod at gmail dot com yes it's just like that white snake song you've been listening to it all day I know you have is. <laughs> <laughs> is this love pod for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? You go there, you like it, you love it. You will like it. You will like it. Thumbs up it. All that stuff. <laughs> and most importantly, if you liked anything we've been doing, if you enjoyed the show, episode five, this is what episode six of that, right? So you're six mm-hmm. episodes in. You, you you listen to all six episodes. You're like, wow, these guys are pretty good. And you're like, what can I do to to show my support, to show that I like them? Go on to – all you do, go on to the, uh, the podcatcher of your choice, iTunes, Spotify, Google, whatever, and leave a review. The moment you leave a review is the moment that people see it 
and that will grow our audience and that will grow uh our our people in more people will ask questions and and we'll be able to do more as we get more people in and that that's the goal right is to 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 solve the world's love problems that's our whole goal you know <laughs> like so was like oh no answer. is that the goal <laughs> I, <laughs> so much more responsibility than I thought it was. I know. Uh, the world's problems are on our shoulders, Sarah. We must, oh, we must, save, must save. No, no, but you know, we want to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> if you like the kind of advice we give or you think that our outlook on life is, is relatable, funny, entertaining, go ahead and please leave a review. We'd love it. Five stars. Let people know how great the show is. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Sincersarcasm.net is the website. Go there. And you guys are awesome. Please uh, do your best to, to stay healthy, uh, stay safe, and uh, learn to to rub each other's backs every once in a while for like 20 to 30 minutes, according to the <laughs> – <laughs> do a little something for each other, you know? Get that uh, back scratcher, that person that I promised Sarah but never gave her. Uh, get, get a oh, back yeah. scratcher. Yeah, I'm going to get her back scratcher, you know? Yeah, you promised. I know. Now, next time. Next time I'm up, I'm going to go and get you back. I'll have a back scratcher intel. But anyway, bye, everyone. <laughs> we'll talk to you all next time. <laughs>